Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. and basketball analysis with over 70 years combined experience. This is the Bob Ryan and Jeff Goodman podcast. NBA, some college, a little bit of everything. You know, what can I say? But it wasn't going to happen here with him. I was okay with it because it wasn't about talent, I didn't think. All right, let's, let's get right to it. I am just so thrilled. I am so honored to be in the presence of greatness here with the Ryan and Goodman podcast. I guess they're going to put my name on the end, like Entangway. It's going to be like the Jerry Adair picture, right, Bob, in the 67 <laughs> Red Sox, that little inset uh, up in the right-hand corner. Uh, but, guys, thanks for having me. we got a lot to do here to talk about. 75th season for the NBA. Bob, you've been around for how, how many How many NBA seasons, Ryan, have you been around for? This would be the 52nd. It's amazing. Uh, do you still love the game? I mean, Bob, you still love this league, don't you? I love the game, but not – a hundred percent as much. And it's because of that damn three point shot that has infested the game, changed the nature of how to approach the game, distorted the game at every level. Uh, and I, it, it, it gets in the way for me. It doesn't ruin it. It gets in the way that, so I still love the game. I, I, yeah, I mean, but I'm sorry. I, I legislate that thing out in the next five minutes. You know, Goody, the one thing I've never asked you is do you, which game do you love more? Because I think what's amazing about Jeff Goodman and Bob, you could correct me. I don't know if there's been a member of the media that has covered the college game and the NBA game simultaneously to the degree and detail of Jeff Goodman. The answer is no. What I miss? I miss the AAU high school game the most. That, that's the one. It's the purest. It is the purest of all of them because those kids are playing. They're not playing for money or to try to get to the NBA. I mean, maybe they are in high school, but most of them are, are a lot of them aren't even thinking they're going to get a college scholarship. So I, that's the, the, the game, the <laughs> level that I love the most because it is pure. And I don't know. There's something about talking to those kids and knowing Kevin Durant when he was 14 years old and seeing a, a scrawny Kevin, I mean, you guys thought he was thin when he got to Texas or got in the league. You should have seen him at 14 years old and he could still do the same things that he does now. So, you know, if I had to pick, I might pick a high school game just because of the purity of it. But listen, there's nothing like a big time college game at Kansas or Duke. Nothing. You could tell me all you want about an NBA playoff game or, you know, a game in LA or a game in Boston, but a game with those students that live and die with it 
at Duke and Kansas in particular. I'll take that over anything else. Okay, now let's talk about what we expect to see this season because what I find interesting about this league right now, and Bob, I'll start with you, is that it's about the stars, but not like in the past. I mean, even I think I saw an ad the other day celebrating the 20, 75th season, and, you know, Magic and Larry are still in the ad. I'm like, for God's sakes, okay, I love those guys, but it's time for the old bastards. Like, just go away, okay? I mean, how much did they pay Larry to do that? But, like, so when I look ahead to the season, I think that LeBron could be on the back nine. I don't know about, I, I don't know about the Nets. They, I don't buy into them. I, and we're going to get to Kyrie. But, I mean, are we seeing parity, Bob Ryan? Are we seeing, like, last year the Knicks were a team. Atlanta was a team. I look at some of the predictions this year. Some people are saying Utah's going to kick the door in. Phoenix is going to kick the door in. I mean, I don't remember this much parity in the last, God since what, the Pistons won, I think, in, in the early 2000s? Oh, four. They won in 04. Um, I, I think that there's a lot of uh, good competition. I'll put it that way. There's going to be a lot of healthy competition because the two teams, the Colossus, the potential Colossus teams on the bi-coastal thing, the, the Lakers with all the geriatrics, the AARP All-Stars on the one hand, and then Brooklyn on the other hand with the, with the potential of, uh, you know, of, of that team um, are, are not perfect. Uh, there, there's flaws. The Lakers, obviously, they have to hope that everybody's healthy and intact when the April may come. The Brooklyn has to see uh, uh, you know, about depth. They have to see how they're going to live without Kyrie, which I think will be happily, by the way. And I, I think, uh, uh, you know, but, and, but they're not perfect. And we saw the rise of teams such as Atlanta last year uh, and, and, and Phoenix. No one a year ago at this time, you find me a pundit who was putting Phoenix in the finals. Come on, not happening. So there's always that possibility. Uh, who, who could that team be? Uh, you know, uh, Miami, I'm, I, I'm, I think they're a growth stock. Okay. There's another example. Um, uh, Chicago's going to be better, but not that much. But Miami, watch out. Uh, you, you mentioned uh, Utah. Utah's already there. I mean, at that level, they got there last Yeah, but do you year. believe in Utah? I wonder about Utah. You know, are they prime time or are they regular season darlings? No, I, I, I don't think that they're a, 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 I, I would be very surprised to see them playing late in the, in the year, but, but they're still a team that they're, they're good. You know, they're good. There's a lot of good teams and, and uh, you know, that's fine. By the way, just to, uh, your, your reference to the, the, the geezers in the, in the ad, I mean, the whole point is they're celebrating the history of the 75th and it is, you know, that's all. So it, it's fine. I, I, I heard his feelings, Jeff. I heard his feelings. Well, no, that's all. I mean, no, I'm, Hey, I think there's a lot of wonderful young stars in the league. I'm happy. I'm the, you know, I'm glad about the infusion of talent, you know, uh, in the league in the last couple of years. So I'm, I'm okay. And I'm looking forward to seeing who emerges this year. You know, I know the world seems to be high on, on green, Jalen green, you know, I, uh, Jeff can speak to him. I've never seen him. I didn't watch any summer ball. Sorry. I didn't watch any. So I'm looking forward to seeing what he's all about, you know, and I knew Cunningham is the, is the, so, you know, and it's going to be and Mobley and, you know, I'm, I'm like, so we, we've got some good young talent coming up. Yeah. I mean, the, listen, the, the big thing, Gary is, is LeBron and Jordan are, are at a level unto themselves. And LeBron is now turning 37 years old. So it's going to open the door for some of these young guys and no, they're not LeBron. We've been fortunate. You know, we've had LeBron for the last 20 or so years, and, and he is. He, he's just – he's special in every regard. I mean, again, you look at what he does, not only impacting from, from scoring, from making people – he does everything. He does everything. I mean, you, you can try to criticize him all you want, but that dude does absolutely everything. We're never going to see a player like him again. 
And now he's at the tail end of his career. And can Anthony Davis stay healthy enough? Right. And LeBron. I think part of it last year, too, was obviously the pandemic. Right. You talk to players and they will say, you know, they were tested twice daily. On most days, they were tested twice. Somebody had to come to their house uh, and test them in the mornings. And then they go in and be tested again before the games. It, it was a different year. So I don't know how the the Phoenixes and Utahs are going to do in a little bit of a, a more normal year. But the gap has closed. It's closed because, again, like LeBron's gotten older and Brooklyn is unreliable for, for multiple reasons. They're unreliable, starting with the guy we'll get to in a little bit, Kyrie Irving. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. And when I look at Bob, when I look at last year, and I don't want to take anything away from the freak because I was really shocked and pleasantly surprised how this guy stepped up and took control and said, okay, it's my turn. I'm the man. I loved it. I didn't think it was going to happen, but I loved it. But I also looked at the year as kind of a consolation prize because I didn't think the Lakers were right. I didn't think the, the Brooklyn Nets were right. I mean, is it unfair of me to think that? It, it's a, it's fair to think in those terms because everything was off about last year. We are, as, as Jeff just alluded, everything was off about last year. Somebody had to win, they won. They're, they're not a team for the ages, but I agree with you with him because the big issue was the first, the two previous playoffs, there had been the wall. He couldn't get through the wall during the playoffs, right? Well, you, you didn't have that talk last year. He figured out uh, the, his game. He, he ca- My favorite word to describe how you uh, uh, utilize your talent, both uh, individually and, and and with the group is calibration. You got to, when you have that much skill and you, you got to calibrate it. Uh, uh, when, what are you going to make your own moves and how are you going to calibrate your, your, your movements with the others? And he figured out something he had not figured out in the two previous years. And he's a frightening thing. He's still so young. Um, and, and, and his probably, you know, I, his shot will gradually improve. I'm sure, uh, you know, and it, it, and, but what he does stuff that you, you know, you, if you had told me somebody would come along at seven feet tall that would handle the ball like that, would, would, would do the things that he does five, ten years ago, I wouldn't have believed it. But that's where we are. Yeah, Jeff, I don't know how you feel, but do you feel last year the Bucks were truly the best team in the league? And will they be this year? I mean, there was some luck involved, right? I mean, they got some breaks. Uh, certainly, they were, they were the healthiest team at the end. We didn't know if Giannis was going to be healthy, but, but he turned out to be pretty healthy when it mattered. And I think that's what Bob and I said all year. It was just going to be a, a war of attrition. And whoever had the most healthy bodies left standing at the end or key healthy bodies in Milwaukee did. And, you know, there's a lot of jokes about it. And every, but the fact it is a fact that if Kevin Durant took a size 15 instead of a 17 or whatever it is, yes. the Bucks would not have won. Right. It is that it's the truth. That's how capricious. Their, cha- their championship is. And everybody listening to this podcast knows what I'm talking about. We're talking, this is to our PhD fans. They know damn right well what I'm talking about. I don't have to elaborate. Well, I, I have to be honest with you. I'm rooting for the old man. I never thought I would root for the Lakers, but I'm rooting for, I, I'm rooting ah! for Davis, who's not the old guy. I know, sorry, Bob. But I want to see LeBron and Davis one more, make, make one more run. I do. Well, I, I don't like the Nets. I want to see make a run, too. I think we all would like to see, again, one more run for, for them to get there. I don't know how many people will root for them to win the whole thing, but it is, you know, we could say it was fun watching all these new faces last year, right? right. Whether it was Donovan Mitchell, Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton had his moments in the playoffs. Giannis, obviously, 
But at the end of the day, you still kind of want to see LeBron. At I do. Point. I hate to admit it. I hate to admit it. I do. I want to see the stars. I want to see the stars. Okay, here's a guy, as we switch gears, that we thought would be – we thought he'd be a star, and that's Ben Simmons. And this is something I know Jeff wants to talk about. Jeff, I'll start with you. I mean, Bob has seen a lot of things happen in this league. And we, you know, we see the Steve Sachs disease, if you will. I mean, this poor kid didn't want to take a layup. Now he wants to shoot his way out of Philly. They don't let him. He's got to go back to practice. And Doc goes, oh, hey, uh, guys, remember Ben? Oh, 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 oh. Awkward. Awkward. What the hell's going to happen? Well, what's happened is he's shown up for practice the last two days. You know, I, I was told a source I talked to said he, he didn't do much, guys. No. I mean, he's standing there dribbling on the sidelines. He doesn't want to be there. They really don't want him there uh, with, with, with the way he is, certainly. So I would be surprised if he plays to start the season. I don't think he's going to play. I think he's just there not to get fined. And now the biggest question is Daryl Morey and his pride. And does Daryl Morey try to stick it to Ben Simmons and say, you know what? I'm not going to trade you. I'm going to let you sit on the bench and watch you rot because, again, um, you know, you didn't you – didn't, and, and I don't know whose fault it is at the end. I mean, the, the, I guess you can go back to the, the fault is on Ben Simmons because he hasn't learned how to shoot the ball, and he hasn't done it in a game. And Bob and I have been talking about this for years, why Brett Brown and Doc Rivers haven't found a way to push the right button to right. get Ben Simmons to shoot the basketball. But I'm told – it's it's bad there right now. I mean, Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons don't get along. Yeah, that's not good. So, right? Yeah, I mean, they haven't gotten along really well for years. So now you got Ben just standing on the sideline. You know, the media walks in. He jumps in a couple drills to make it look like he's a part of practice. But again, what I was told was he was not a part of practice for the last. Gary, what, what we discussed endlessly uh, and have been discussing endlessly is is uh, in the anticipation of this season is what what would be in the anticipation of the off season what would be his trade value? He is the most he is a unique for a, a commodity in the history in the seventy five year history of the league. There's never been a player of any consequence this kind of consequence and consequence includes being an all star in the all star game, being all defensive team. Uh, you know, all that, who had such a monumentally flawed game, such a lopsided game with such a monumental hole in his game that it affected his team's performance in the playoffs. You can't have a quote-unquote point guard shooting 34% from the line that you have to take out of the game, who then stops shooting, won't shoot the ball, (laughs) literally won't shoot it. What? He's an all-star? So what's the trade value? Who Who wants to put their hand on that stove? Well, the answer is so far, nobody. Not to the extent that this, they think they want an all-star back and they want picks. and They should take a, a, a bucket of a, a carload of basketballs just to get rid of them, in my opinion. I don't want them on my team. I, so is, what is his trade value? It's guys, is there, is, when I bring up this issue, and, and I, I bring it up in realizing no one here is a doctor, but Jeff, has there been any discussion of mental illness at all because what we've seen through the Olympics and through a number of Olympians and a number of, I mean, from, you know, Michael Phelps and so forth and the gymnastics community where, you know, people have really been dealing with these issues because of pressure. Of course, a lot of it has come forth with the pandemic. Is there something going on with him there where he needs therapy? I mean, because right now I have a hard time like 
hammering the kid, I kind of feel bad for him because right. I don't think he's doing this to be a jerk. No, no, no. I've known Ben forever. He didn't shoot the ball at LSU. He took like three three-pointers uh, his freshman, the only year at LSU. So it, I, I don't think it's anything like that. I think Ben's just a different – he's a different dude. And where most people, if you tell them you can't, you can't, you can't shoot the ball, most guys, what are they going to do? They're going to prove you wrong. And you're right. Like, Ben, I don't understand why, um, but the, the crazy part to me still, Bob, is that, that he's back with the Sixers. I mean, nobody expected him. When Daryl Morey said a month or so ago, hey, you know what? I've seen stranger things happen. Um, I, I think may, there's still a chance he's back with the team. I, I didn't think there was any chance he would even show up, but now he doesn't want to get fined. But how awkward is, does it have to be You know, with Doc? Doc has got to be beyond pissed off right now. Well, but I wonder, I mean, Bob just said that he doesn't want him on his team. Could Udoka reach this guy? I mean, isn't he that type of coach? We don't know. We don't know. I mean, come on. And Bob said this over and over and over. Like, Ime Udoka has been built up into being, like, the greatest coach ever who's never coached a game. Right, Bob? Yes. Yeah. I mean, uh, Gary, I say people here – he, he's. Ne- I've never seen, and I mean never, 52 years of covering the league, I've never seen a situation where a guy was so universally praised by the outside world uh, as a rookie before he's a coach to a, a game in the NBA. The outside world worships this guy. All right? So I, I just hope people don't think he's going to enter the garden by walking across the Charles from Cambridge, you know, that's all. Uh, but I'm, I'm anxious to see how it works out. Oh, we don't want, we don't want him here. What, what, what do we want him for? Today, many small business owners are busier than ever. Time spent searching for and interviewing the wrong candidates for a job opening could be time better spent growing a business. And that's why LinkedIn Jobs has made it easier to get the candidates worth interviewing faster. And it's free. LinkedIn connects you with well-qualified candidates. And they've done the same thing for me every time I use it. Create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 750 million people. Focus on candidates with the skills and experience that you need. Use screening questions to get your role in front of the most qualified people. And then use the simple tools on LinkedIn Jobs to quickly filter and prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates worth interviewing faster. Did you know that every week, nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash scribe. That's linkedin.com slash scribe to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, let's let's move on to Kyrie Irving, who when I, I, I get so upset with Kyrie because when I see him play, yeah. it's beautiful. Yes. It's just so oh my God. When he came back to the Nets, once you know, he, he realized that the kind of the train was leaving without him, right? Harden comes back, Durant's there, they're playing well. So he says, Oh, I better get on this train here. I better jump on board. And he was great. He was so beautiful to play. And then I just, I just pounded my head against the wall. Now, we entered the, the, the controversial discussion of, of vaccines, and I don't think any, any of us want to get into that. But the situation right now with Kyrie Bob is that here's a guy that, as we speak, will not be able to play home games for the Brooklyn Nets because he won't get vaccinated. Um, and that's just the rule. Now, I know this, this whole vaccination thing is bigger than all three of us. But is Kyrie being selfish? Do we have to respect his wishes? This is a real conundrum here. Kyrie is being consistent 
absolutely true to himself as he sees himself. Okay. Uh, and, and he's, he's made this into some kind of a principle thing, you know, and that one convoluted explanation about how he was doing this as a voice for the voiceless and, and, and he was protesting he, he, the idea of the, of people are losing their job due to job mandates. And he was going to have a voice for the voiceless. Uh, uh, he, very noble. Look, I, I don't want to, Kyrie bashing is so easy. I've indulged in it uh, a lot. I acknowledge that there was a very good side to him. There's an incredible charitable, not incredible, but an admirable charitable side. He has done some wonderful things with, with his money for other people. I will acknowledge that there's a good side to him, but he seems to think I I'm guessing here that, that he is been put on this earth to be a savior <laughs> and, 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 and he's going to then, uh, uh, you know, go about his business accordingly. Uh, it, this is, but it's it's always there's always something. It, I know um, there's always something, always Jeff. Something. There's always something. And, you know, I've been I've said a, a few things about him. Uh, you know, one is that he's not as smart as he thinks he is. Number two, uh, this won't be his last stop. I mean, when he got to, to the Nets, I said this won't be his last stop right. because it's just. And number three, I believe he's searching for something in life and he still doesn't know what it is. And, and that's my armchair psych, you know analysis of him. But you're right about his game. Oh. At his, when he's out there playing his game, he gets to the basket as easily and as well as anyone his size has ever done. And he can complement that with, with, with the killer outside shooting. He knows how to play the game. He knows oh. how to play. Wonderful to watch. I mean, Jeff, what happens with the Nets? How does this thing go down? I mean, Sean Marks now, their GM has basically said, like, we're not playing him half the time. So I, I don't know how this is going to end. I, I feel like Kyrie eventually – Again, the word I always use with Kyrie is drama. There's always drama. I, I don't know if he loves it. He acts like he doesn't. Um, and the other word I always use with, with Kyrie is moody. But how do the, the Nets fans feel now? You know, a year ago, they're celebrating it, telling all Celtics fans that are killing Kyrie, you don't know Kyrie. He's going to be great here. I, I think they're running out of patience with him now. And, and I'm told – you know, a lot of the Nets are running out of patience with him as well. Now, it doesn't matter. If he misses 10, 20 games, as we've seen, seating doesn't really matter that much. If, if you've got a healthy Kyrie, KD, and, and Harden, that's the key, right? Healthy. Well, Kyrie's already uh, shown he might not be completely healthy in, in a variety of ways. Um, KD, is you don't know what you're going to get with him health-wise, and James Harden was hobbling around last year. So, I again – I just don't know how much you can trust this team to be healthy when it matters. I mean, Kyrie's been out. He's out with the Celtics. You know, a lot of people have told me his knees aren't going to hold up uh, for much longer. He's had other issues. So I, I just, I find it, it's so hard with Kyrie because when you get good Kyrie, and I'm not even talking on the court, I'm talking off the court, you get great Kyrie. Like he, he's engaging, he's smiling, he, he's, he's a wonderful person to be around. But you also, on the other nights, get condescending as hell, Kyrie. Sure. And, and he is hard to like. And, and I've seen it often. And that's the part that I just – I have a hard time with, with Kyrie. Is Durant, Durant going to put up with this, guys? I think Durant? so. I yeah. mean, he has that's so his far. That's now. You hit your wagon. That's what that's you did. KD, the dumbest move ever. You hitched your wagon to Kyrie Irving. Right. Because he's your boy. And, yes, he's talented and all that. But, like, Kitty, you got to be smarter than that. Can't depend on him, you know? No. I mean, and we all knew that. Kitty well, should have known that. 
You're with Steph and Clay and even Draymond. You're with dudes that you you can win more titles. They would have won another one last year without Clay if they had KD. Like you put, I don't know. I again, I, I love KD, always have. But man, to me, I, why do you got to prove you get? And what are you proving? You're proving you can win one with Harden and and Kyrie. It's still not like you're doing it by yourself. You're not answering the critics that that are saying, well, you you can't win one, you know, as the guy. I mean, I guess you are the best of the three now. You were still the best of the three in Golden State. I didn't understand. I I don't know. Go ahead, Bob. No, I'm saying I'm I'm not sure I would agree 100% with with that one, I still think maybe Curry and the historical analysis will go down as higher higher than. Maybe. But anyway, uh, yeah. it, it, he, it was it was a and, and he's so he's so sensitive and you know he he didn't like the reaction that the world you know got when he went to Golden State and he didn't like the reaction when he left Golden State you know anyway but anyway here's the the bottom line question no I I, I promised myself I wouldn't use that phrase the the the, the question is. Eliminate Kyrie from the discussion. Say he doesn't play. That's it. He's out. They're not going to use him. Can they win if they're if they are healthy? I say yes. Well, I, I mean, Harden is the key. The reason I say that, the reason I say that, is that um, I I was very pleasantly surprised at the Harden we saw last year. Right. And Harden that 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 Harden that that calibrated his game and 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 became a, a excellent distributor. And and as well as doing those other stuff, uh, that guy with Durant is plenty enough to get them take them a long way. Now, the one little curious little uh, twist of the plot this year is the league's attack on James Harden with right. eliminating right. the James Harden's favorite move. How much whining is there going to be from James Harden, Trey Young, and I don't know who else? Those- Steph, Steph yeah. is going to be affected. Uh, um, too, but I think Harden most of all, and 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 might have be you know be the the one who will react in the most negative way. But for people who don't know what I'm talking about here, they, the the point of emphasis, quote unquote, this year uh, for officials is that you are no longer going to get the benefit of the doubt. You shouldn't anyway, according to uh, a benefit of the doubt when you up fake and then jump into the defender and then think you're going to go to the line uh, instead of you know the, the offensive foul or no call, whichever. But you're not going to get that benefit of the doubt. At least you're not supposed to. And uh, and James Harden, that is a, a that's a you know I won't say a, a vital part, but it, it's a, it's a no, it's a vital part. part it's a vi- you can okay. say vital. Okay. okay. Well, so, what I wonder here, guys, is <clears throat> excuse me. I really started with LeBron. Is you had the super teams, right? Everybody got together, and then LeBron mm-hmm. went to Miami, right. took a show to Miami, right. so forth, and all that. So then, you know, then Durant goes to Golden State and works there. Then we start to see a theme. Anthony Davis goes to L.A. Well, that didn't work out. Well, you know, then this happens with Brooklyn. It didn't work out. You know, are we going to start to see this trail off a little bit? Because just because you put the – I'll start with you this time, Jeff. Just because you put all these superstars together doesn't necessarily mean you're going to win it. Yeah, Giannis Giannis has shown you don't – right, you don't have to have that. But, again – was last year a one-off? That'll be the question, right? Like this year, does it get back to LeBron and AD? And I don't, I don't know if that's a super team, but it's an agent-driven team, is what that was with Rich Paul more than anything else. Um, you know, Brooklyn was certainly a KD and Kyrie, and then Harden was there out of 
you know, he wanted out so bad, it, it, he just ended up there. So I don't think it's as, yeah, it'll be as prevalent as it was um, years ago. But again, you know, these guys, they all talk to each other. They're all boys. You know, again, I've, I've said it over and over. I, I want Jason Tatum to play with Bradley Beal. I'm sure they want to play with each other. I think that th- those guys would play well together. So, you know, I, I just think they're so close to each other from AU ball, from college, from Olympics, from hanging out in Vegas, whatever it is that they say, you know what? Yeah, I want to play with my boy if I can. And, and if my guy's pretty good, maybe yeah, we but, can win it. Yeah, but Bob, if you're a GM now and you see that it at the end of the day, we'll see what happens. But I have my, I don't know if it's going to work with the Nets. I think you're more confident in the Nets than I am. Uh, with the Lakers, it depends on health. And, and, and is LeBron more engaged with being a producer? Or, you know, playing, I, I still think he's focused on winning, I think, you know, but, you know, if, if I'm a GM now and these guys, to, to Jeff's point, they're friends, they all want to play together. But if I'm a GM, I'm going, well, yes, so what? Am I, am I as an owner or GM? Kevin I, Durant, but, but if the only way you can get Kevin Durant to Brooklyn is to take Kyrie Irving with him, what do you do, Gary? You yeah. do it. You do it. Um, I don't know, Bob, what do you think? Uh I, I think that they're all individual circumstances, individual circumstances, and a lot depends on contractual availability at the time we're talking about. So, you know, it, 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 it's, it's an abstract concept still for most people that they figure out how to do it. And it's going to be very, you know, it's all dependent on forces that are beyond the control of any individual team. It's all about when the contracts are available, frankly. So, you know, we'll see what happens. Uh, you know, now we, I just want to get to the Lakers, you know, it's the great lab experiment that they are. And, and of course, the great dynamic questionnaire is Westbrook. How does he fit in oh, in his right. fourth team in four years, <laughs> by the way, <laughs> whatever that yeah, I mean, he's a ball. He, talk about ball dominant. Right. I mean, Russell Westbrook is like the, the poster child for ball dominant guard. And, and he really doesn't fit in today's NBA that well. You've got. You know, now LeBron and Russ, neither of which are great shooters, uh, both need the ball in their hands. I, I think what what Russ will allow LeBron to do is is maybe save his legs a little bit, right? Like he he can coast a little bit. He can take a game off. I mean, if 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 I'm Frank Vogel, I, I'm I'm resting those guys. I'm I'm rotating them and still saying as long as I get two of the three, yeah, I got a chance on most nights to beat most teams. Yeah, and he can manipulate the game, uh, you know, uh, substitution pattern, uh, you know, make sure one of them's on the floor at all time kind of thing. You know, I think it's going to it's going to be great options for Frank Vogel. But still, you know, Russell Westbrook's kind of a volatile person. I just want to see how this whole thing works out. And and but the whole composition of that roster, you know, is is just fascinating. And it and let's say we're all dying of curiosity to see how this is going to work out. I really that's, that's the only way I'm putting it. I'm totally dying of curiosity. Can this work out? Uh, uh, but then with the final proof is, unfortunately, you know, isn't going to be until April. We find out who's, uh, who's healthy in April and how healthy they're going to be. Because, you know, they're going to, they're going to win games. We know that. They're going to win the 50-plus games. But, but uh, they're going to be interesting to, to see how, how, how it meshes. 
We're back and we're better than ever. A new web interface for the start of the basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code CLNS50 to receive your bonus. That's CLNS50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus. From basketball, football, baseball, postseason, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. It's bet online where the game starts. Hey guys, it's a lot gonna... of fun in the league now. Like Gary, don't you agree? It's fun in the league because you've you've now got so many teams that are like relevant in some way, right? I mean, we haven't even talked about the Clippers. We Bob mentioned Miami. You know, the Celtics unto themselves. Listen. I still say Jason Tatum's going to win an MVP in the next few years. I really believe you're right, man. I hope you're right. You know something, Jeff, I do find it more interesting because what I liked about last year and what I liked about um, was there were a lot of players to discuss whether, you know, it was John Morant or it was Trey Young or, you know, Utah, we had known about Mitchell or it's about some of these young guys, you know, with the Suns who came on. And even I found myself watching like the first half of a Timberwolves game saying, how come these guys don't win more games? You know, I, I mean, they're, but they're, they just don't play right. Like, I'll watch the first half of a Timberwolves game, and I go, I see these kids like jumping out of the building, bouncing off the walls. How come they don't win more games? So I think that we uh, – and, and even the Knicks, like my thing with the NBA is you got to have a good team in New York. Like, to me – and I hate oh. the Knicks. I mean, I grew up hating the Knicks. But if the Knicks are good, it's a better league. Yeah. It's just I a better they- league. You know, so I like it. And I think there are more guys in the discussion. I, 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 yeah, I agree. Even though here's a team that hasn't won in 48 years and was has only won twice in 75, I would agree with you 100%. It will be a much more interesting league when there's a team yeah. that, in New York that you can hate as well as like, you know, the, the nothing like polarization and the Knicks, Knicks bring that. You know, we've gone this far without mentioning the league MVP, or maybe the brightest of all the young stars in Dallas. Just saying, we got a lot. Just which speaks to the breadth of talent of the young and, and young talent in this league. You yes. know, we, we yes. mentioned Morant, we mentioned Trey Young, we mentioned you know Booker. Uh, yep. But you know, Jokic is a treasure, and Doncic is a treasure, and they're both yep. young. And you know, that's great. Yeah, there, there's just enough. Like I, I feel like even the really bad teams now have some like again Houston they're bad but you're gonna want to see Jalen Green Detroit is bad they're gonna be awful you're gonna want to watch Kate Cunningham I, I just feel like you know there's enough on on every team obviously Philly even oh sure Ben, Sim- oh, ben yeah. Simmons doesn't play yeah you yeah got, you got Joel you got the Ben Simmons saga I don't know up and down the line I, I just feel like most teams in the NBA, Orlando, withstanding. I mean, forget yeah. them. They're, yeah. they're, they got if you're, I mean, if you're a hoop head, you could find a game every night. Yeah, absolutely. And that, and that hasn't always been the case. Right. Guys, yeah. thanks a lot. Check us out. Pods everywhere. Spotify, iTunes, all the biggies. Uh, we'll see you later.